Welcome to Inside the Disney Vault. This is the podcast where we went through all of the animated classics and then all of Pixar. And then, holy moly, we finished the DCOMs. I'm Claire. And I'm Rachel. And this is a very special time. We've 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 finished the DCOMs, but we decided to keep exploring the vault. There was a little bit more to see. So this is a special mini episode. And Rachel, what do you see here in this section where we are? Um, do you see these singing cockroaches? I do. I do see singing cockroaches. And I also see um, a coffee shop with some very foamy coffee being delivered. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, clearly, if those two didn't give it away, I don't know yeah. what would. Yeah. We are talking about... Oh, wait. <laughs> There's something else I see in this section. Yeah, what, this what do you so see? rusty. Oh my gosh. Wait, this is something very exciting that I see over here. Oh yeah, my yeah, god. Yeah. Who is that? <gasps> Why, it's actor, comedian, and podcaster Griffin Newman, who also has a very special connection to what's going on here. Hello. Oh my god. <laughs> Thank you for discovering me. I've oh been here god. for oh so long. Well, well, yeah. what are you what are you what have you been doing in this area? What do you see? I, I, I see a little I see a little chipmunk I see a little <gasps> chipmunk who's often oh. misidentified as a squirrel. Oh yes. my god! It okay. happens a lot, know. and I no one who <laughs> does it should feel self conscious about it because you wouldn't believe how often it happens. I mean, in real life, I also do confuse the two. But if that doesn't yeah. give it away, I mean, obviously, we are talking about disenchanted oh boy fresh hot off the presses disenchanted yes goodness gracious now i mean obviously the listeners must know but griffin you are the voice of pip i'm the voice of pip that's the way to remember by the way the pip chip monk pip the chip monk right pip the chip monk i love that that's so okay that's so exciting so we're doing um yeah, we thought it would just be so fun to chat with you today about your experience with Disney working on this film. I mean, really, whatever you'd like to yeah, chat about, yeah, we're yeah. excited. Yeah. Um, Do you have I'm a connection to Disney? Are you a Disney person? Absolutely. Are you more of a movie? Are you a parks person? Uh, That's a good question. I think um, at different points in my life, I've been different types of Disney person predominantly. <laughs> But I'd say there's been a through line through most of my life of some connection. Uh, I I was a huge Disney movies kid growing up. I was the first of three kids and my mother was very overprotective about what we could watch. So like anything that was Disney was in the clear. It was just Mm -hmm. like, aside from the fact that I love these movies, it was also like, this is the library that I can roam free. Um, Sure. And there was a video store across the street that I, I feel like was good at having all the vaulted movies. I've said this to people and people accuse me of, of this being a false memory, but I swear this is true. Wait, I, sorry, say it again. There's a, a vaulted movie section of a store? Well, no, I'm saying like they would have the films that had been vaulted. Like I feel like oh. Blockbuster would have to, maybe I'm misremembering this, but that Blockbuster would like have to remove and then add back movies based on where they were in the Disney vault cycle. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Is Disney, my memory? Like, gatekeep some of their movies. Right. 
And this was like a little independent video store that would just have everything. They had the whole library and they had stuff that was out of print. And this is the thing that I sometimes wonder if it's a false memory. But I swear to God, I rented Song of the South from them, which I know was... Possible. Right, I know it's it was re-released pretty, you know, late into the late '80s, early yeah. '90s, but yeah. I don't think ever officially got released on VHS in the United States, but was in Canada and Europe. Yeah, I think definitely the '80s were, was the last time it was released, but I think it's possible you found a, a little store that you know was kind of off the beaten path and managed to have movies. Did it have that Black Children? They did. They did. Although, mm. hmm, I did. Black Cauldron was the one I did. I saw latest. So maybe they didn't have that one. Because I remember when they finally took that out of the vault in like the mid to late 90s. And that really felt like, oh, this is the one we don't talk. We truly don't. Yeah. Like Song of the South, we're talking about the fact that we shouldn't talk about mm-hmm. it. Black Cauldron just isn't being yeah. acknowledged. And we did watch Black Cauldron for this podcast. And we still don't really understand why it's not yeah. talked about. We I really like enjoyed it. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's it's odd. I've also I've talked about this uh with friends of mine, but it's like that's D- David Sims, who I, I co-host my podcast Blank Check with, is always like the moment that Disney announces they're doing the live action remake of Black Cauldron is the moment you know it's all on the table. They're scraping the bottom of the barrel, they'll do anything. And he <laughs> says that as like, well, Black Cauldron is obviously sort of used as shorthand for the nadir of Disney animation, the moment where the whole thing maybe shuts down. But I view it the opposite way where I'm like, I would be thrilled if they announce a live action yeah. Black Cauldron that tomorrow. Right. That's just an excuse to make a big live action fantasy totally. book and series adaptation. Like scary and like it's scary. cool. So like right. that would be amazing to see. And especially live because the movie isn't beloved. It's like you have multiple books to work off of. Yeah. It's basically a fresh starting point. Even if you use some of the iconography from Disney, uh, Disney's version, it's not like a nostalgia exercise. Yeah, that's kind of how I felt about the live action Dumbo. I was like, this isn't Dumbo, but that's kind of why I enjoyed it more. Claire, I think it is far and away the best of the live action Disney movies. <laughs> I love it because it's not trying to be Dumbo. I, I think it is not a wholly successful movie. I cannot fully defend it. No, uh, I, I'm Burton was like once I sort of phased out of Disney Burton. Yeah, I mean, it's a transitional thing, but Burton became my guy as I got a little bit older, who I was like obsessed with as a kid. And it's been a little rough watching the last 15 to 20 years of Tim Burton films. Mm-hmm. And that movie I saw and I was like, he still got a little life in him. And not only that, this is the one that feels the most like, why are we doing live action Dumbo? That movie yeah. is 56 minutes long. Mm-hmm. It's so yeah. beautiful. Mm-hmm. It will not translate well to live action. And the thing that I think people don't know about that movie, I feel like it came out, it kind of bombed, everyone disregarded it. And I tell this to people, and they're astonished that they haven't heard this. I'm like, the entire events of the original animated Dumbo are basically done by minute 40 of that movie. Mm-hmm. And then the rest of the movie is this weird sequel to Dumbo yeah. that's about <laughs> Tim Burton like reckoning with the way he was commodified by movie studios that he wow. was this weird freak that everyone was like you're disgusting and then he like but yeah he does this amazing act and everyone's like "Ooh, i smell money here and then just everyone like circles yeah. around him and is just like how do we turn this into a thing i feel like that movie is weirdly burton <laughs> working through his lifetime of disney <laughs> 
Why mm-hmm. go to therapy when you can make a big budget film? Men will That's... literally remake Dumbo to avoid going to therapy. <laughs> <laughs> That's like that exactly. sound from Euphoria where it's like, is this about us? Yeah. It is. <laughs> I mean, you know, he, art imitates life, imitates art. Yeah. He did an interview recently where he was like, I don't think I'm ever working for Disney again. I sort of unlocked some stuff when I was working on Dumbo. <gasps> wow. Wow. And that whole wow. place is kind of a scary circus to me oh, now when I imagine, look at it. Imagine wow. Tim Burton's Black Cauldron. Well, That's the thing. I, I'm sure you folks know this, but the the famous anecdote is that uh, you know Tim Burton had been working as a as an animator on like Fox and the Hound and some of the other Disney movies, yeah. and they were just like, "This guy's too creepy. He's too spooky. <laughs> These designs are too whacked out." And then they put him on the Black Cauldron, and they're like, "Finally, Tim, here you go, run yeah. free." And he hands his designs back, and they're like, "Tim, this is too much. You gotta <laughs> scale it back." Like even for Black Cauldron, they were like, "Tim, come on." <laughs> yeah, that's very funny. He's like, "Well, you asked for it, but I guess you yeah. know, maybe, maybe down the line come back. It'll, it'll fit." Yeah, I wonder if he would come back for a live action Black Cauldron, though. It, it would be cool. I'll say this: I mean, two additional Disney connections I have. I went to CalArts, which oh, is the oh. Walt Disney founded college. I dropped out yeah. pretty quickly, but it was the only <laughs> college I went to. Uh, It was the most college I went to. I largely went there because of Tim Burton and the Pixar guys who I was so obsessed with growing up. Uh, And I I briefly thought I wanted to be an animator. And then by the time I actually was going to college, I had realized I didn't have the stamina and the focus to be able to do that. Mm. But I didn't adjust from going to CalArts. So I did live action at CalArts, which was a pretty bad uh, choice, I think. That's like the best college in the world to go to if you want to do animation. I but think I know people it, right? who went to like a summer program at CalArts for 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 acting. So I, oh. a good, I think it's what the, I know of is it was a good program. So I I'm, went for I went for live action film directing. Oh, I think the interesting. Acting program there is better. Interesting. Um, I think the 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 live action film directing program there is just very. Uh, experimental focus, mm-hmm. like non-narrative, oh. which is not what I wanted to oh, yeah. do. Yeah. And even they have two animation departments. They have a character animation. D- d- but yeah, and it was just like, I found it very pretentious. Uh, yeah. And it's also, the school is like, for those who don't know, the school is literally founded by Walt Disney to essentially be a training program for animators. Mm-hmm. And it has other concentrations, but its animation program is is kind of really unique. And it's like on the top of a hill in Valencia, California. And part of his whole idea was like the whole school is in one building. There's like one uh, undergraduate dorm building, there's one graduate dorm building, and then all the classes are in one building. And it's a fairly small school but there's like the campus is like a, a blister. Like it's like a tiny little bubble at the top of a hill in Valencia, California, which is mostly just sort of um, gated uh, identical housing communities. And the thing they said on the tour when I went was like, and do you know Tim Burton went here and he actually based Edward Scissorhands on how he felt like this weirdo at the top of a hill and he'd oh, go into the yes, suburbs and everyone yes. would look at him like a freak. Aww. The suburbs of Daly City, yes. Right, yes. and I was like, that's so nice. I want to go to this school and then <laughs> so I got nice. there and I was like, that's not an encouraging story. You yeah, no. Do go there and you feel like you're a freak in a castle at the top of a hill alone. 
And then you go into the down the hill and everyone's like hostile to you. However, their claim to fame, Tim Burton, it worked. Because you were like, it worked. oh, yeah. it yes, worked. yes, I would But like he that. was... He was animation, and all the Pixar people were animation. Brad Bird was animation. Like, all the people yeah. I went there because I was impressed they had gone there were in a different program than the program I ended up in. But I did I did go there, and then years later, I worked at the Disney store in Times Square. Ooh. Oh, wow. I went was, there a lot. <laughs> I, I went there a lot in order to uh, clock in and clock out of my job. Yeah. I would go there when I was depressed. I'd be like, this is like oh, Disney. Wow. That's, I mean, I, yeah, the problem is uh, I, I, it became a place I would go and then feel more depressed. That was yeah. the issue with working there yeah. was it was one of those, uh, if you like food, don't work in a kitchen. Yeah, it changes thing. your connection a bit to yeah. the thing. Yeah. yeah. But it was, it was partially, not partially, it was like the whole thing for me was like, oh, I need a day job. Uh, I, I, I want to work in retail and I was like I'd like to work in a place where I feel like I have some knowledge and connection to the thing I was just like I know all these characters by name I can like memorize all this merchandise this is not a place I have to like work to form some attachment to the thing yeah um, yeah. yeah which that was true and then it, there are other things about working there that were kind of maddening because it felt a lot like a lot of the pressures I hear from people who work at the parks, but it's not cool in the way that working at the parks mm. is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're mm-hmm. just working a retail job. You where can't everyone... go walk over to Space Mountain at the end of your shift. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's just people noting you are not smiling enough yes. and oh, not. Man. Oh man, I, yeah, I get noted bad. on the circumference of uh, my wave not being big enough. That, oh that's a true my thing. gosh! Did you yeah. ever point with one finger on accident? I feel like I went into it knowing that. Like, that was a thing I was proud of that I didn't mess that up. The two-finger, yeah. 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 But they, there would be, there were a lot of secret shoppers. They'd have secret shoppers, like, two or <gasps> oh, three I times a that. week from oh, Disney Corporate. Oh, man. And there'd be mm-hmm. so much, like, specific. You have to upsell this. You have to hit these script lines. Like, you have to use this verbiage sort of stuff. And you're in Times Square, so a lot of the customers are tourists from foreign mm-hmm. countries who don't want to have someone come up with too much energy and yell a bunch of things at them. And I would say that sometimes where I'd just be like, that person seemed uncomfortable. Like, I think I don't need to hit the script on this person. I can find a more comfortable way to communicate with them. I've traveled to other countries where I don't speak the language. If someone comes up to you in a store, you're just like, what have I done wrong? Right? Yeah. I'm like I'm yeah, at gunpoint I'm, now. I'm, yeah, I'm definitely the type of shopper that's like, I'll, I'll come to you if I need right. help. Right, but they would just be very insistent. Like, you have to go up to everyone. You have to do this. And, uh, you know, the the stage managers, they called them. <gasps> oh my gosh. Yeah, because you're on stage up. when you're working. You're on stage. Uh, yeah. The the cash register is the box office. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> we were cast members. We were cast members. Yeah. And the shift managers were, were stage managers. And they'd come up and everything was in this very like Disney tone of uh, Griffin. How are you doing? You feel good today? You feel good today? How do you how do you feel? How do you feel you're doing so far today? Oh, I hate that. And I'd be like, I feel pretty good. And they were like, "Okay, great. I'm happy you're feeling good. And that's a really good step. I was watching you back from a couple steps away. And I did notice that your hi, welcome to Disney was a little more like, hi, welcome to Disney. And we'd love to see a full hi, welcome to Disney. And do you see the difference? 
of what I'm doing there. And and for those who are not uh, getting to uh, witness us having this real conversation inside of a physical vault, it truly was like the arc of the wave not. Yeah. In addition to the energy and the voice and the tone, it was like the wave needs to be bigger. Yeah. Wow. I had no idea that they had a standard for the size of the wave. A, a standard for almost everything. How long did you work there for? Not long. I worked there for like... <laughs> like two weeks. <laughs> no, like five, four or five months uh long enough yeah long it was long enough i i I was intending to be there until i got the big break and i got uh i got a job acting in a movie in la that wanted me to be a local hire and was going to pay me two hundred dollars for two days yeah so i was gonna (laughs) lose money doing it yeah and i had a friend who had just graduated from college on the west coast and so i triangulated this thing of like Oh, if they'll let me take two weeks off from work, I can fly myself out to do this movie, basically break even on the plane ticket versus the $200 for the film Mm -hmm. before taxes, and then do a road trip with my friends back across uh, the southeast uh, to, to New York. So even if I'm losing money, it's like I'm getting experience yeah, out of it. Yeah, it's about the experience. Yeah. It's about the credit. It's about the, you know, story. And they basically were like, and it was it was the most, not only was it the most extensive, like, interview process I've ever had for anything, it was more extensive than any process I've ever had getting cast on anything. Oh, wow. Like, in, in show business. It was, uh, it was like, like two or three months of, like, multiple one on one group interviews oh. like all this stuff oh. so i i said like can i get like 2 weeks off to to do this and they basically said like 2 weeks is the cutoff point where if we let someone go for more than 2 weeks uh we have to work them back into the process and they have to re-interview mm. and so many of the people who would work there were would be like college students so it would be a lot of people who were in new york doing like musical theater programs uh, you might be surprised to hear a lot of musical theater people worked at the disney store in times square yeah. <laughs> oh interesting but, i am surprised yeah. to hear that yeah a lot of that energy a lot of energy <laughs> a lot of uh people just doing the scales in the break room but, oh no um but I, they were like, uh, you know, it, when people would do that and they'd go back home for the summer or whatever, it'd be like, I'm going to transfer to my local Disney store yeah. so I don't lose. I, I can pick up a couple shifts over the summer. It was that kind of thing where they were like, well, can you pick up some shifts while you're in L.A.? And I was like, I would like to have two weeks off and I would like to come back. And it was this thing that had to be run through a bunch of channels where they were like, we think you're good and we think you have a lot of potential and we don't want to lose you. So we're going to give you like grant you that. And there was something when they said, we think you have a lot of potential that like hit a bad nerve in me where I was like, oh, they're thinking long term here. Oh, yeah. 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 And I like you I, might be a stage manager. Right. <laughs> I do this two week trip with my friends and uh, truly every night when I would uh, go to sleep and I was usually sleeping uh, on a child's sleeping bag in between the two beds of the hotel rooms. The three of us were <laughs> renting because I was the littlest one. Um, uh, I, I, I would just be haunted by the same three music tracks that would play at the Disney store. Mm-hmm. It was oh, yeah. it, it was three tracks playing in rotation. It was yeah. Bare Necessities. It was, what were the other two? But it was like bad Muzak covers. It wasn't yeah. even, the Disney song catalog is so great. I would love to hear the original versions. Yeah. And it was yeah. like, Bad. Yeah, I think they they yeah. probably could you know get the rights to that. They could. It was probably like probably. the Jonas Brothers singing 
bare necessities. <laughs> it wasn't even that. It was it was truly like Why they do that? I know they don't want to be too distracting or something. They would play very merry on birthday when it was a kid's birthday, so that would happen like. 87 times a day but the three <laughs> songs in rotation must have been whistle while you work bare necessities and I, I i don't remember what the third one was yeah but um i would it, they would just play in a loop on my head i like Completely. couldn't and i started to get so stressed about the thought of returning to work there yeah and i like got back to new york on a sunday i was supposed to start a shift on monday and i called in i just went i'm uh, never coming back in ever again man oh wow way to listen yeah. to your gut because i yeah. think it's those little signs where you're like if i have to listen to this music track even in my yeah. head one more time i don't know yeah, it was like so. two weeks of being removed from that loop made me realize i never wanted to hear it ever again yeah well there you go yeah Amazing. And so now you're a Disney character. I so am. That. I'll say that. that so they I'm not I'm not in New York right now, but my friend texted me the big sort of jumbo screen they have outside of the Disney Store Times Square is the disenchanted poster right now. Oh my oh wow. With my character on it, which is like very, very validating. It's That's so close incredible. to the full circle thing I want, which is obviously to walk into the store. And, and buy merch. right, and there still isn't merch. Yeah. Okay, I because I I I saw let's Connor post about that. Uh huh. Our mutual um, friend Connor Ratliff. Yes. Yeah, and I think Disney has uh, not been doing great with their merch. I know mm -hmm. that internally Disney is having a lot of issues right now. Yep. Uh -huh. So um, so I'm wondering if they're just waiting to see how popular it is before they start putting on merch. Because they took forever to come out with Baby Yoda stuff. Like forever. That's, yes. Th that's what I was told. I think with a lot of the Disney Plus stuff, it's kind of Wild West for them. Because yeah. a couple of the Disney Plus movies that had substantial merch pushes behind them were things that were supposed to go theatrical and then got shifted. Like Turning Red, there was a lot of merch, but that was because that was a late shift. Yeah. And same with uh, Soul and Luca. All three of those got like shifted. Disenchanted, Hocus Pocus 2, Pinocchio. It was all the end of 2020 when they did that big like investor day stream where they announced the next 87 years of movies and TV shows. Yeah. That's when they made the decision of these three movies that had been developed for theaters are going to Disney Plus instead. And of those three, Hocus Pocus is the only one that I feel like had merchandise on shelf by the time the movie premiered on Disney Plus. But it was a lot of like legacy merch. It was a yeah. lot of just, I yeah. think they've been making more Hocus Pocus stuff over the last couple of years as they realized how much of a cult following it had. So they mm -hmm. were more prepared for that. I will say the thing I'm surprised by more than anything is that they don't similarly have more like legacy enchanted merch. It's yeah. so interesting to me because From the first if movie. anything, yeah, yeah, and if anything, yeah. kids are able to watch movies more now right. and love right. them even more because they have so much more access. So wouldn't they make merch more available? But the thing is when Enchanted yeah. came out, there wasn't a lot of merch for Enchanted. There wasn't. It wasn't there, seen as like a an animated Disney movie the yeah, way that they right, would push like animated, right. you know. So I don't know, but the thing is, they do need a Pip plush. They do at least that. At least, yeah. I want I mean, the cat Pip, version. Yes. I what if there gonna, was a Pip that turned into the cat? I was gonna <laughs> say it just feels like such a gimme. Come yeah. On. 
already Definitely. he's like funny, cute, little talking animal, fluffy guy. But then the yeah. cat form, I'm just like, this sells itself. What are you yeah. doing? Yeah. It's so cute. We he's so, it so much. Cute yeah. And he's so funny. And I think like there's the there's the one shot, like millisecond gag in soul when he ends up yes. in the cat's body and they said what happened to the cat soul and you just see the blobby cat soul going up the escalator. Oh yeah. The yeah. amount of merch they produced for that. But which that is a, came out later. There was a mug, uh, well there was a mug before mug the movie. Plush I remember because I yes. was like, what is this thing? And I did a little a mug review. <laughs> and you're yeah. like, that's a that's a one shot gag. If anything that proves that Disney knows you can make any cat merch and it will sell. <laughs> well we're starting the campaign for it right yeah. now. Yeah. Pip cat, uh, chipmunk cat, but or, or uh, but I think but it I should think be shifting. Yeah, the yeah. transforming cat. That would be make cool. Make it talk, and why not put a make little sound talk. box? Yeah, in yeah. why not put a little sound box in there with all? Yeah. Oh my god, we love. Oh, it was so. But great. would it be your voice, or would they get someone else to voice? I'll say you? this. <laughs> I'll say this. Okay, because this this is an extension of of my Disney nerd dump. It was like the one thing I was really adamant about in uh, the contracts for this movie, um, which, uh, you know, I, uh, we get into it or not, but I was like very much sort of bizarrely got this role almost by chance through like a side entrance when I think it had been earmarked for, in their mind, someone far more famous. Uh, and so I, it was not like I had a lot of leverage going into uh, negotiating my contract because I was like, please let me do this. <laughs> uh, and they're like, we're, we're doing you a favor here. But the one thing I was really adamant about was like, I wanted my contract that I have to do the voice for anything. Oh, great. Yeah. And it's like great. Disney can say what the number is, but I, as a nerd, remembering what it felt like as a kid, don't like the idea mm -hmm. of there someday being a pit plush that isn't me. Yes. Yeah. And I basically absolutely. was like, I will do it for the same amount you pay someone else to do it. You're already totally. paying me like I'm Tom Hanks's brother. So don't yeah. <laughs> you don't need to get the the sound alike. Yes. I'm Keep right. Let me do it. all of it. Yeah. I love that. I love that so yeah. much. And also even like when you put voices in toys, sometimes they get kind of funky and weird anyway. Yes. So yes. then like you want to start with the the right, most right. accurate voice, aka the yeah. same voice. Right, but yeah, basically, I I just like it's in my contract that anything, be it cell phones or toys or parks or whatever, blue sky ideal of where it could go, I I, I do that. Yeah. Well, you're you're in the transforming Pip plush that we are yeah. designing. So. Right. Yeah. Transforming That's it. speaking. Yeah, it's done. But, but yeah, if you do want to chat a little bit bit about how you got this role, yeah. that'd be amazing. Where did you record? Did you record at oh, great the question. studio? Because they have a recording studio for people. They do. Uh, uh, I, I'm based out of New York, so I did the whole thing at a place called Goldcrest, which is like a post-production facility in the meatpacking district. Um, and I think the main reason it was there was because uh, the movie was filming in Ireland and Goldcrest mm -hmm. is an Irish company oh. that uh. had satellite offices and studios over there in Dublin. Um, I, so I basically, uh, I'll give the quick version of the story, but the producer of both Enchanted movies is a man named Barry Josephson, the main producer on both. 
who um, also produced uh, uh, the version of The Tick that I was on for Amazon a couple years oh, ago. Cool. And he produced the Warburton version of The Tick as well. I think for a long time, his two like passion projects were he wanted to bring The Tick back and he wanted to do an Enchanted sequel. They were sort of the two things that he was really passionate about trying to revive. Um, but so I worked with him on The Tick, and he would always talk about trying to make this Enchanted happen and i think it was a really tough nut for them to crack story-wise it's the problem that a lot of um comedy sequels have where you have mm -hmm. like a fish out of water premise and by the end of the first movie everyone's happy mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know yeah, where and do it's, we go we yeah. have to mess up the thing we just fixed right yeah. and i i think there were a lot of drafts they ha i never read any of these but I, I from what i gathered there were a lot of drafts where they went like well it should be about their marriage being tested and it's like no one wants to see that they, every time they wrote <laughs> just like every that, other disney movies about right marriage. right like oh happily ever after but what if the happily ever after doesn't work out and i think uh that always felt depressing every time they tried writing it um and it was only in the last couple of years that they cracked this angle of like oh, what if it's just a natural state of kind of like entropy that happens and it's more about the relationship shifting between her and the stepdaughter which makes sense because you also now have the gift of the fact that so much time has passed from the first movie these characters can be in very different ages you're not pretending like this film's picking up mm -hmm. a week later anyway all this to say um about a year and a half ago like last spring uh, even a little more, um, I, I wake up, I get a bunch of missed calls and texts from from Barry. And he says, call me back whenever you wake up. I have a really big favor to ask you. And I go, I don't know what this is. Call him up. And he says, I'm in Ireland. We start shooting the new Enchanted next week. There's this little creature in it. And I was like, okay. And I'm rubbing my hands together. And I'm like, here <laughs> comes a job. And he's like, we're going to hire someone else. And I oh, was like, no. okay, why are you oh, calling me? thanks for letting me know. <laughs> what is this? And he's like, Disney wants to try to find a big name to do it, but we cannot find, we have not been able to settle on the person. And we're doing a read-through of the whole script with the whole cast in front of all the Disney executives. Um, and it'll be the first time over Zoom. And this character's in a lot of the movie. So we're worried that if we don't have someone filling in who's good, then Disney will get worried and they'll want rewrites and they'll, they'll you know. So it, mm -hmm. we need it to work. Can you just please, I, I, and he was like trying to sell me on this where he's like, look, it'll be cool. You'll be on a Zoom with Amy Adams and I know you like doing voiceover. All the Disney people will be watching. It's a You're good like, foot let me, in the door Let me uh, thing. check my schedule real quick. Right, yeah. it's April 2021. I've been like locked in my apartment for like a year. I'm like, things are just starting to open up. And I'm like, yeah, I have nothing better. I'm happy to do this, right? Yeah, and that's so cool. So I get that call on a Friday. The read is going to be on Monday. And in my mind's eye, I'm like, the goal here is, and this is truly the limit of my thought at that point in time. If I kill this, can I convince them to hire me to be the guy wearing like the green body sock <laughs> off camera, holding the puppet and doing the voice? Like and and they'll they'll replace me. They'll CGI over my hand and they'll dub me over with some other guy. But I can be there for off-camera reference. This is my whole pitch. I was gonna make was like because uh, on the tick we had a lot of that where there were a couple characters who were either animated or voiced later or whatever. And I was just gonna be like, look, you and I work together. You know how difficult it is to act off of not. I I can be there. You can pay me whatever the minimum amount is, and I'll just be there for eye line and mm -hmm. performance reference and all that sort of stuff. That was my whole strategy, 
and I uh, I do I do this uh, read, and then a week later they call me and they said we're just gonna hire you to do it. Wow. Yeah, Yay. we love that. What yeah. a great story. And the irony of the thing is that then I was like, well, great, I'll come to Ireland. They were like, absolutely not. You can't come <laughs> to Ireland. It's no. a pandemic. Like, no. They were just like, we can't get you a work visa. You'd have to be quarantined for three weeks. You wouldn't be on set for over a month. Like, but They'd... how am I going to gel with my castmates? Come on. I know. Yeah. So, so what <laughs> happened was when I get that call, they had just started filming the day before. Um. Mm-hmm. And they basically say, we need you to we need to get this contract signed in like the next 48 hours. And then Saturday is the one day the director has off. You're going to go into Goldcrest. He's going to be over Zoom in Ireland. And Adam is going to record the entire movie with you. Wow. Oh my and gosh. basically they were like, look, this is like a scratch track. Hopefully over time we'll get better versions of all. No pressure. But it's basically we need this for on set playback to get the timing right. Mm-hmm. Uh, the editors can start constructing the scenes with your dialogue and the animators can start at the very least storyboarding the pip animation to the live action. So that was the first session I did was like four, five hours of just the whole movie. Oh, wow. And it was also a lot of trying to figure out uh, how to do the the voice because in the first Enchanted, Pip only has like four or five lines of dialogue at the very beginning in the animated yeah. prologue. And then when he comes through the wishing well into the real world, uh, he he's in squeaky mode. Mm-hmm. And he's sort of like incoherent. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, the in this movie, he's like talking in his real proper voice for most of the film. Um, and the guy who did it in the first movie is an actor named Jeff Bennett, who's like one of the best voice actors alive and played, uh, like Johnny Bravo and Dexter's Mm -hmm. dad on Dexter's laboratory and uh, Kowalski from the Madagascar movies, the the penguins. Um, it's just like a legend and he's got more of a like deeper, huskier kind of tough guy voice that is usually more what he uses and then he did sort of a New York accent and they sped it up and pitched it up a lot to like put the Alvin the Chipmunk filters on it. My voice naturally is much closer to a cartoon chipmunk. <laughs> I'm already kind of squeaky and high, fast talking and high pitched and all of that. Um, so when I was doing the Zoom read, I was just trying to do the voice live the best that I could. Mm. And then when we got into the records, they were like, well, it's probably better if we do it the way they did it on the first movie and fix it in post. So the first record, I was doing most of the dialogue going like, hey, Giselle, what are you talking about? (laughs) Which felt incredibly bizarre. But that's what they were saying. Like, I think that will ultimately work out better. So I was sort of like artificially affecting this different voice to hopefully make it sound better. That's so funny. Did the whole movie basically that way. And then every three or four months after that, they would call me back in. And from the second session, now they have the live action scenes cut together, at least in rough form. So now I'm doing it to the live action footage, as opposed to the first time I'm just doing it to the script with no visual reference. And then as it goes on, it's like now there's a rough sort of blob, you know, polygon of where Pip would be. And then it's Mm -hmm. like... PlayStation 1 graphics, PlayStation 2, <laughs> PlayStation 3. Like every time I go in, Pip's evolved a little bit. The movement gets in there. But over time, we sort of just realized like it was hard to get 
the performance right comedically when mm, what was coming yeah. out of my mouth sounded mm -hmm. so wrong and so much mm. of it's about timing mm -hmm. so i just every session started pushing it more to doing the voice live and then they just eventually realized like oh you could just do that and we can push it the final 10 percent yeah you okay. know That's so by so the last session it was basically like oh you're pretty much there and we can just nudge it 10 or 15% along. So I think it's a combination of, I mean, the whole movie is across the different sessions, but a lot of it I think is from the last session or two when I was getting closer to, to doing it, doing the voice live. That's so interesting because I was going to ask how the, how you all came up with the voice, but it sounds like you you like did an approximation of what the previous voice sounded like yeah. before it was uh, affected and then <laughs> just sort of landed where it landed and it's so we loved it, it we were saying it sound he sounds like a little newsy yeah, yeah that's what i love about him yeah so i mean it, we just like uh adam and the director and i would just uh, talk about trying to find the the borscht belt rhythms <laughs> of <Yeah>. it <laughs> even just like the 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 way in which he delivers the punchline sometimes yes. you know kind of thing yeah yeah, it's so great. You know, they could do a Disney Plus miniseries where Pip tells other stories. Rachel, too. Rachel, boy, have I thought about this. <laughs> it's, We've had so many questions. Yeah. About Another Pip's thing life. that feels like it's just sitting right there. Yeah, These two children. Is he a single father? What happened? That was our yeah, question. That was what other stories does he tell? Is he yeah. a single father? Is he trying to date? Is, does he have I a would love partner? to see Pip telling the story of the newsies yeah. to his kids. <laughs> I would love that's I would just I feel like there are other books on the shelf. We see them. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and the beginning newsies. of this movie is he's been telling them enchanted too many times and they're like, time for another story. Yeah. This is only the second one. There are other stories. And it's also like there's there's I've thought about this a lot clearly if you can't tell but uh you have like 10 plus years between the first and second movie right mm -hmm. and in that time Pip is back in Andalasia mm -hmm. right with uh with James Marsden and Dina Menzel we don't know what's happening there in the there's kingdom there's a lot going on in yeah, those in between so years much going on I wanted and to see more that, of that yeah exactly <laughs> Pip can fill in those spaces Pip could be telling the kid because the kids are in the future they're not yeah. even present day. Yeah. You know? That's true. That's so true. Disenchanted, the movie we're watching is present day, and Pip is from the future telling you a thing that happened a <laughs> That's while right. back. So because they're like. The story's two, been completed by the time he starts to tell it. We got these two giant blocks of unaccounted for Pip experience. <laughs> yeah. And true. he's got to tell his kids about it. We haven't seen Pip fall in love yet, right? And have his kids, because in Disenchanted, right. he doesn't have his kids. We haven't. Yeah. It, we haven't. It's a, it's a big it's a big question. And argue, yeah, in Disenchanted, at the time we see Pip in Disenchanted, he has not yet become a father. Yeah. The main events of the movie. Right. It was right. a thing. It was a thing. Barry, the producer, said he was like, "It's one of my creative regrets in the movie is I wish we had thought to put in a shot of like Pip's wife at the end of the movie when he's closing the book." watching the kids go to sleep or something and i was like i don't know you're leaving some doors open for story yeah. time maybe you're thinking this is a complete arc but i'm just like there's more room no, that, to talk yeah, about that, that just means we have more questions we need to answer i'm also maybe he's a widower you know yes. like maybe he adopted maybe he's a single Absolutely. father maybe they are his uh, niece niece nephew or other you know some sort of Absolutely. situation i just i think i think you could there's a there's a how i met your mother-esque show yes <laughs> Of Pip explaining 
<laughs> his his wild and woolly single totally. man. Totally. Yeah. Not to mention the whole extended family. Yeah. Do these yeah. people know Chip and Dale? These are great questions. Yeah. Yeah, these are great questions. These are great questions. I feel like every Disney movie lives in the Disney universe. They're all connected some yes. way. So you know, there could be a crossover. Yeah. Yeah. No, well, I think. Look, yeah. this is these these pit. are the questions I ask myself. We I think America needs more pip. Yeah. More pip pip merch, pitch pip series. Yeah. Yeah. Movies, pip pip products, pip snack yeah. foods. All of you it. Know, pip pip corn. Pip corn. That's pip corn. The, why is there not pip corn exists there, as a brand? Okay, why yes, is there not they a sponsorship? Need pip on the package. Put yeah. pip on the pack. Yeah. Pip pip on the pack. Put pip on the pip corn package. Okay, well, I do have a question. So, uh, you, on mm. our uh, usually we have a segment called uh, Imagineering with Rachel, where I come up with a ride um, inspired okay. by a movie. But I want to know what your pitch for a ride inspired oh. by Disenchanted would be. Huh. Ooh. That's a good question. Ooh. You can I also do expenses. like a, a change to a ride that currently exists because they're changing yeah, Splash no. Mountain to. I am oh, very aware. Yeah. This is what I'm thinking. I'm like, is there something else that's ready for uh, like an Andalasia overlay? Yeah. Mm. It mm. does feel like that's that's the fun place to place the ride is in the animated kingdom. Because in both of the movies, I feel like it leaves you wanting more. Yeah. You want to spend more time there. Um, and also you just get more Mars in that way, which is like always a good oh my strategy. Gosh, so good. That guy. Yeah. He's so I'll s- good. I'll say this too. I get, I, that zoom read, there was something, and I don't say this like with any shade, but there's something kind of humbling about seeing a bunch of beautiful movie stars get on a zoom at eight o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Cause you're just like, no one looks great on zoom and everyone's like jet lagged and whatever. Yeah. They're still beautiful, but it's like you, they look like human beings. And the James Marsden got on the zoom and he was fucking glowing. It was, <laughs> it was the most beautiful man. I could not believe, leave it just his, uh, his eyes were lighting up <laughs> it was incredible okay i'm I trying love to it. think love to hear it what's a ride i i throw this to the two of you uh-huh. uh just maybe because i'm tired and i'm struggling to think of the answer what's a ride that people feel like is is maybe on the chopping block like something that without an overlay without pulling some ip into it Oh yeah. Auto- Autopia. Well, <laughs> that's maybe more just me. I mean, I want could them it, to uh, redo. Well, but I don't be, think you could make a. Yeah. a could Andalasia. it be Piptopia? <laughs> no. What were you gonna say, Rachel? Oh, I. It'll never. But I cannot stand Matterhorn. It hurts. <laughs> it. Oh. Hurts to ride. Yeah. Um. Uh, I weirdly don't mind Matterhorn, but I don't know if hurts. I'm just sitting weirdly or what. But. But it also look. It it would be a lot easier to get an animatronic pip to work in that ride than the yeti yes. the yeti was more than they could that they could chew right they bit off more that they could chew yeah. and they just went this thing's too yeah. large it's too complicated i'm like here's my pitch yeah. tiny little pip yeah i think a pip would do much better <laughs> yeah. no more, no disco obviously. mode necessary yeah. no b mode necessary that pip will function there is snow white's wishing well Ooh, oh that's interesting but that's not a ride i mean i think it's no, not a ride and also it is snow white and also I, the wishing well is sort of you yeah. know a, a reference to snow white they are I, I don't know if this is a lame answer 
But what were you going to say? Oh, Rachel? I was Sorry. just going to say they are at D23. They they didn't announce anything because I think they got scared because of uh, 2020. What happened in 2020? But they are mm. planning to build a couple extra lands at Walt Disney World with like Encanto right. and Coco and all those things. Right. They could build like a little land of Andalusia and have a couple things. VR. Virtual reality, and we all go oh, sure. in, and we all see ourselves. No, Claire. <laughs> I was gonna say, I don't know if it's like the lame <laughs> answer, but I, the more I think about it, it does feel like the right one. I think the best ride would just be doing the the dark story ride. Yeah. Like I would love, yeah, like a just a classical telling the story. You go into the story. Yes, yeah. cracking open the book. Yeah, yeah. I love a good dark ride. Absolutely. I love a good dark ride. And what was the last new one they introduced? I know they. They refurbished Snow White. Yeah, which I, I think, think the, the last yeah, one Snow was White's like beautiful. Little Mermaid. Winnie the Pooh? Little Mermaid? Yeah. yeah. Little Mermaid. Except for there's Little like Monsters a Inc. Beauty and Maybe. the Beast one in like Tokyo that's like amazing looking. Okay. But. Oh, yeah. Right. That one looks incredible. But I love both of those. I love any time they go back to just a, a nice, simple little dark ride. Yeah. Yeah. And with the, oh, and with the effects, they could probably even do something so they could do like a live action portion of the dark ride. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Could go back and forth. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> there we go. Disney, there you go. And also, <laughs> yeah. what what and would be the the food? Because there's always like a food thing. Oh, oh. sure. <laughs> We've landed on Pipcorn. Pipcorn. It just feels like, I don't know if we're going to yeah. get to a better name than that, yeah. but I, I feel like there should, there should probably be a plussed up version for the parks. I guess some sort of like a... Uh, maybe, maybe it is like almost like a Cracker Jack thing. Yeah. Like a, like a high-end Cracker Jack thing where you have like nuts, you know, Mm. like, like a, you know, chipmunk stealing some nuts. I could see them doing like a special popcorn, but then they also have a pip popcorn bucket that it comes in. Well, that's, this is what it is. I think it's sort of Disney's take on a Cracker Jack, a sort of candied Pipcorn. So we're talking the smaller pipcorn kernels. Yeah. But candied, mixed in with nuts in a a a, a, a popcorn bucket Collect- people would line around yeah. the block for. Yeah, absolutely. They have something similar at the Ant Man thing. They have the snack molecules that have the tiny the corn. So they already have it. Fun. They could just fun. Make it something different. Yeah. 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 Wow. I think we solved it. <laughs> I, I think, think we that, solved it. I'm, I've written all of this up in a formal letter, so yeah. I'll be sending Bo- it. Bob Chapek, you got me under contract. Yeah. Bob? You, you're ready, I'm ready to, to go. Yeah. anything? The new mm-hmm. ride is going to mm-hmm. need some narration? Yeah. It, oh, it needs a lot of narration. Do we may not make that clear? The ride needs a <laughs> lot. It's top to bottom narration. Yeah. You will not have a second to think. It is the most dialogue-heavy ride, ride you have ever been I have on. to ride this again. I didn't catch the whole thing. <laughs> It's it's a lot. Then there's like overlapping dialogue, but the like dialogue the ride is stopped for a yeah. minute. Both tracks are pipped. Yeah, it just stops for. A you second. have to ta- you have to write it a bunch of because there's a different story yeah. every time. It's yeah. like yes. Guardians, where you have to. It's like what yes. story did you get this time? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there you go. It's part Three of tracks. it ties into the story. Wow. Which mm-hmm. story Pip's telling? Oh my yeah. gosh, this is getting better and better. <laughs> it's getting good. We're just we're just giving them free money. Yeah. That's what we're doing right now, Disney, if you're listening. Yeah. They, oh. are. <laughs> they are. They are. They, they are. absolutely are. They are. Absolutely. They are. Well, do either of you have any final thoughts or uh, um, um, about Disenchanted? I or? I love Pip. 
I love, I yeah. think Pip as a cat is the cutest thing ever. I did get a little upset as a cat person. <laughs> that mm, I was like. That, that he has to be evil? Yeah. I was like, not all cats are evil. I, this is this true. Is when Pip started to turn into something. It was a stereotype. We were like, uh-oh. I was like, cat. Disney needs to apologize to cats because they continually make cats evil and I don't get it. <laughs> But Lucifer. I, yeah. it, Lucifer was the main reference point. Yeah. I'll say this too. I mean, I know Lucifer doesn't speak. No. But Lucifer was really the inspiration in terms of energy. Yes. Mm-hmm. And when we started doing it, there was a much different voice for Cat Pip. Oh. It was the idea that he would like totally transform into oh. this sort of very arch Disney villain oh, kind of fun. like snarky thing. But it did feel like, oh, you don't want to lose Pip entirely Mm -hmm. and it felt like a lot of fun came out of pip trying to fight against it Mm -hmm. so it's like he can become the sort of snarkier version of himself you know like the the dial became for me like oh the worst he gets is like don rickles like he goes (laughs) from being like a pretty soft-natured borscht belt comedian to being like a roast comic Mm -hmm. is when he's at his most evil but i i like that He's never all bad, no. you know? And even the moments where he's acting the worst, he's acting the worst to other bad characters. Yeah. Mm. And, you know, that's that's like cats. They're never that bad. Yeah. They're, no. Yeah. Um, but did you get to They're pitch? just unafraid to be. Did you get to pitch any of the things that Pip did, like the funny little bits that he did? I did. You know, uh, the uh, I didn't realize because, I mean, it was like all over zoom i was in a physical studio but then the editor the animation team the sound people and adam shankman the director would all be grids on a zoom screen that i was watching and so they had cameras set up which i thought were just for the zoom and then at some point someone referenced they mentioned the reference camera and i what do you mean they went well that's the camera we have set up for the animators so they can watch what you're doing (laughs) and i'm like not one of those people or i had been previously who like does really physically expressive stuff during voiceover sessions i was like why should i should give them something to work with and the more i did it like unsurprisingly that my performance got better it's like oh i'm an idiot i should have been doing this the whole time i do see like weird gestures of mine in the performance which is odd like it wasn't mocap but there are moments where i'll be like oh he looks like me he's like doing my thing um and some of the stuff like when he's uh, trying to, uh, what is it? When he's trying to steal the wand yeah. and uh, Jim Amaze and Yvette Nicole Brown are sort of chasing after him. That was a real like, give us anything you want. Let's just try a bunch of stuff and like throw out what he could possibly be doing. Same with like the first cat transformation and when he's sort of chasing scroll and trying to like bat at him. There was a lot of, they, they did really... Uh, they were really open to letting me try a bunch of stuff out. And I think it was unique because as opposed to a purely animated film, it's like, well, the live action stuff is done. Mm -hmm. And this is the one thing we can still sort of adjust. So you have the scenes and they're cut together and they're basically finished. The takes have been selected. But it's like, is there any opportunity to add an additional joke here? You can't do something totally different than what we shot because we already have the response of what Mm -hmm. Amy says (laughs) after this, you know? But especially in those moments where it becomes more physical stuff, there was more stuff they could try. The one I'm I'm particularly proud of is the sciatica joke I got in. (laughs) There was a lot of that where it's like, here's the joke. We need to fit into this space. This is basically the timing. But if you have an idea 
of a more specific thing to say. Um, so we tried out a lot of different, uh, yeah, back injury jokes until we landed on sciatica. <laughs> That's funny. That's so funny. Yeah, sciatica. My favorite was one. when he sat in the box because that's a cat thing. <laughs> <gasps> what? Bob Iger is returning. <laughs> what? <laughs> was that just announced? Uh-huh. Oh, my God. We just got breaking news. Bob Iger. What just happened? Bob, Bob Iger, Iger is, is coming, coming back, back as CEO. What? Yeah. <laughs> and Bob Chapek will be out. stepping down. Wow. Yeah. It's crazy. Okay. Was this discussed on mic or? or... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That yeah, is we're astonishing. Just, yeah. Wow. Well, and so Bob... Other Bob, if you're listening, we have some ideas. <laughs> you could even put it on your cruises. Absolutely. I'm happy to do the cruises. I They're... love the high seas. Okay. Yes. Here's the thing. I'll wear the costume. Yeah. <laughs> they have a bunch of like different like restaurants and cafes. They have like a coffee shop. They could have a little golden pip that sits on the end of the bar. This right. is unbelievable. My my Wi-Fi drops out for two minutes and I come Everything back to changed. an entirely different world. It's true. Yeah. Everything changed. Wow. So now all these requests are going to Bob Iger. Now all requests going to Bob Iger. Yeah. Bob, uh, you have my number. If you don't, other Bob will pass it along to you. <laughs> yeah. Totally. It's the perfect. contracts are signed. They're the executed. Yeah. They're on yeah. your desk. Yeah. It's ready yeah. to go. We're ready to go. We're ready to go. Man, mm. what a well, what a treat to get to chat with you, Griffin. Do you <laughs> oh, have such a pleasure. do you what would you like to plug? Anything you want people to check out? I, I would like people to check out Disenchanted on Disney yes. Plus. That's Heard the number it. one Heard most it. important thing. If Amazing. I can uh, add a couple things to the list of course. Uh, that I want to plug in the hopes that they uh, also include uh, pip content. Mm-hmm. Uh, two of the things I waste too much time doing on my cell phone. Are, uh, I don't know if either of you are familiar with the game Disney Emoji Blitz. Yes. No. It's a very good cell phone game. That's like <laughs> one of those sort of match for cell phone games. But the okay. thing that I like about it is the thing you're matching are emojis of Disney characters. And the more you play, you get those emojis and you can actually use them. Mm-hmm. You can text them to other people. Oh, that's where it's like other games you spend all this time. You're like, what am I collecting jewels? What Ah. this doesn't translate to anything in the real world. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. no, I have Captain Barbosa emojis with hard eyes now. This is a real currency. I so badly they have a pip emoji that is just like it's just the icon of just (gasps) like a full body chipmunk. But they don't have the like the face expression set. I'll put it in the letter to Bob. I want this. So badly, but in I, I just want to plug Disney Emoji Blitz, a great game that should include Pip. Okay. Mm-hmm. Love it. Uh, the Disney Tops Card Trader app, I also spend too much time on. No oh. Disenchanted set. Why Chief wow. Willoughby? Please put that in there. <laughs> uh, and to the uh, Disney Plus UI team, uh, why no Pip profile avatar? Yeah. Mm. These are the three things I've been waiting on. Okay. Mm. Well, I've got a running list of things that I'm going to yeah. send off to the, the straight new, to newly instated scene. And yes. I will text my friends at Consumer Products right now. <laughs> Please, <laughs> do. Please do. I've been yeah. I've been bugging a lot of people, but I it could help maybe to have someone else bug them rather than the yeah. person who has a vested interest. Perfect. Yeah. And I'll and just tweet yeah. like a, a random woman being like, I want a pip 
plus she. <laughs> like if a random woman says it. Yeah. Well, if one woman wants a pl- yeah. pit plushie, think of how many must want one and have not said it. Yeah. Uh, where can people find you on social media? Uh, I got banned from Twitter by <laughs> Elon Musk, mm-hmm. uh, as all the good ones have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and in fact, these days it almost feels like uh, getting unsuspended is a real uh, black mark against your character. Yes. Uh, it's a real sign of uh, uh, moral failing. Uh, but I'm still on Instagram as Griff Lightning. And I host the podcast Blank Check with uh, David Sims, film critic from The Atlantic. Pick director go through all their movies. We did a whole series on Musker and Clements about two years ago. So we did all their wow, films. We cool. did Brad Bird even fewer years back. And right now we're just starting uh, Henry Selleck. So those cool. are the, the three yeah. most Disney series we've done. But we've done a lot of other uh, people. What do we just did Stanley Kubrick and we've done James Cameron and uh, Jane Campion and all sorts of different people. Yeah, James it's a Cameron. great podcast. Check it out. Thank Are you, you going to watch the five-hour <laughs> Avatar Way of the Water? <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait. I've never been Wait, the movie is five hours? No, it's three and a half. Too oh. short. Too short? <laughs> yeah, it's not long enough. I go, I Jim, mean, let it breathe. I mean, like, Titanic could have been longer. So. What's the rush, Jim? I got all day. Oh, no. <laughs> I got to see all the ways of water. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, mo- plural. Yeah. It's not called the way of water. Oh, I guess it is. But <laughs> yeah. I want to see the ways. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being here with us. My today. pleasure. What a treat. Uh, and thank you all for listening to Inside the Disney Vault. I'm Claire. I'm Rachel. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Oh, boy. Oh, wow. Thank you so much for listening to this special mini episode. Yeah. Or should we call it a episode of inside the disney vault (laughs) what a treat what a treat um so it as you know this is a this is a funny little coming out of hiatus but we still have a patreon at patreon.com slash inside the vault if you'd like to join us for live watch the disney vault is that i said you said inside the vault (laughs) inside the Disney vault I'm so sorry um it's been a while uh so we are still doing our live watch parties which you can join as a patron and they're super fun we had one for this movie and of course we might do one for uh next month uh, Christmas we might do a a Muppet Christmas Carol is the one I'm rooting for but we'll see yes we'll see and we can also pop that up on the Patreon to have a vote um, yeah. Also, if you are still listening to the pod, we know we've got an extensive library for you to be listening through. And if you're still enjoying, go ahead and leave us a nice review on Apple Podcasts or also you can rate us on Spotify. It helps other people find the podcast. So when we start producing more new episodes more regularly, people can join on in and we always love chatting with you all. And where can people find us if they want to chat with us? Yeah, we're on Instagram at uh, uh, Inside the Disney Vault. And then uh, on Twitter, which we don't know is going to be around for that long, at <laughs> ITDB Podcast. Yeah, we're still on Twitter ignoring yeah. uh, the drama yeah. <laughs> going and on. And season four of Inside the Disney Vault is coming mm. in 2023. What's it going to be? 
we don't know but you can tell us what you would like we're you know we're floating around the idea of like what if we do live actions that's a lot what if we do the direct to dvd direct to vhs disney animated sequels that's the one i'm actually kind of rooting for yeah and then uh and lion king one and a half half to so many um, so many yeah there's also a marvel so yeah. yeah if you have a uh if you have an opinion of what you'd like us to chat about let us know let us know and uh thanks so much for listening bye bye, bye.